You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, His hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brian and Bonnie Pugh from The Union. Thanks for tuning in to today. Today is episode six, and we are talking about the role of parents in guarding innocence. Uh, But first of all, we just want to say thank you to all of you who have taken the time to give us a rating on whatever platform you're listening to, whatever your favorite is, and to give us reviews. That just helps us so much. It just uh, really just helps us to be able to be seen by more people. And, uh, you know, to be honest, the encouragement that we've been getting has been really just meant the most. And uh, one of our friends, Carrie, uh, commented on a recent podcast saying, thanks for sharing your journey and all that comes with it, challenges and victories and all to the glory of God. Can't wait to hear more. Well, thanks so much, Carrie. We do appreciate the encouragement and we want to keep uh, bringing it as much as we can. Um, So yeah, thanks again. Thanks for doing that. So as we always do, as we always do, we got to start the podcast with the random question. Yes. The random question. So Bonnie, do you want to go first or should I go first? You go first this time. Okay. Bonnie Marie. Yes. Would you rather be in a bathtub of snakes, <laughs> non-venomous snakes, let's say non-venomous snakes, okay, or cockroaches? I think, okay, are the snakes... Should we they... just call this Would You Rather? Should we just change it to like a game of Would You Rather? I'm not ready for that. Okay. Well, anyways, in this... Okay, are they constricting snakes? Are they going to... Yeah. Am I going to die? Uh, no, I, w- I would say no. Okay. You're not, not going to die. Then I would choose the snakes. Yeah, you've already done something like no. I wouldn't say you've been in a bathtub full of them, but I you took the kids to that mm-hmm. um, that that reptile place, that local reptile place one time. Came back with some crazy pictures, like spiders on your face and yeah, just crazy stuff. It's crazy true. stuff. All right. Anyways, okay. So now my question for you. Okay, if you could choose a superhero power that is not flying, mm-hmm. what would you choose? Uh, I think Batman's deep voice. I think Batman's deep voice. Like that's when he brings that out. It's just like, seriously, everybody runs. That's excellent. That's a good, that's a great superpower. Yeah. (laughs) No. Okay. In all, in all seriousness, uh, we're going to talk about superpowers. (laughs) Can't fly. Oh man. I feel like I'm going to miss something, but I think like to be able to run as fast as Flash yeah. Gordon would be pretty, yeah. pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably say Flash Gordon's running, okay. running speed. I'd be Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. I'd be the Michael Phelps of sprinting. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like totally disrespectful to Olympic sprinters out there that I just can't remember your name. Um, anyways, Donovan <laughs> Bailey, man, I'm it's all right. a good Canadian sprinter. I'm sorry. My, uh, anyways, my brain's getting away from me. All right. So here we are today talking about episode six, talking about the role of parents in guarding innocence in their children. And so, um, you know, we thought like a really great place to start off would be like even to ask the question of why, why do, why should we as parents feel the need, uh, to guard the innocence of our children? And, um, I think for one of the first points that kind of came to mind as we were dialoguing about this is that 
uh, our children really are valuable. Um, and not even just who they are as people, but what has been deposited, what's been deposited in them is actually valuable. I think, um, you know, like nobody would look at, you know, somebody who had millions and millions of dollars and call them a fool for putting it in a a secure location or, you know, they had priceless art that they kept, you know, under security. And I go like, a lot of times, too, we can think of like guarding our children and protecting their innocence like it's a negative character trait. Now, I understand that there can be an extreme where we get to a place of like, you know, helicopter parenting, or I've even heard that there's a new one called uh, snowplow parenting, where they right. just blast every sort of obstacle out of the way of their children so that they never feel any sort of opposition or tension in their life. Anyways, that's probably another episode. Yeah, definitely. Protecting our children is not harming them. They need to be protected. I love what you said there. Like nobody is, if you have something valuable and you take care of it. I even think of my cell phone and it's like, I don't even leave it. I don't leave it in the van when I go into a store because I have the reality, a thought that it could be stolen. So then it's just a phone. So then why would I not protect my children who have eternal destiny in them? That's right. And so, yes, not only our children are valuable, but then also it's also the reality of what our children are going to grow to become and mm-hmm. what they can then release to the world. Right. So when we don't guard their innocence, so much pain and shame can come in and can distort. It can. Yeah, it can distort the kind of the build of our children. And then it it kind of cripples them for the the plans or purposes or calling that they, that they're made for. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, there's a verse in Isaiah 61 and it, verse nine, it talks about that here. I'll just read it. It says there, the offspring will be known among the nations and descendants in the midst of people. And that everyone who recognizes them is going to see them as being blessed by God. And so it, and it talks about the role that this next generation can play Mm -hmm. in rebuilding Um, like devastated cities. So you think about in the world, there are so many, um, there are so many devastations, not just physical, but also just, you know, like um, social economic devastations. Mm -hmm. And our children can be the answer for those problems. As we invest into them, they then in turn invest into the world. Mm -hmm. So why are we protecting them? Yes, for their own sake, but also for the sake of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that kind of speaks to why we guard our children. But the next question we need to ask is how? How do we guard our children? We can know that there's a problem. We can know that there's things uh, fighting for the hearts of our children and the attention and affections of our children. But the better question now is how? How do we do that? And um, in Proverbs 4, in verse 23, and I'll, I'll read it out of the Passion Translation. It says this. It says, uh, so above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. And uh, I know in this scripture, it's kind of speaking to like our individual responsibility to be guarding our heart, to be watching over what we're thinking about, to be watching over what um, we're talking about, all those different dynamics. And uh, because out of that place, out of what we allow into our heart, will eventually show up in our actions, will actually flow from that place. Um, but now, like, if we can take it to the perspective as a parent to a child, um, our children don't really have that capacity um, to be able to guard over their heart, at least in, in early stages, in early years. Obviously, the goal would be that they would be able to 
make mature decisions and to clearly see right from wrong and and to cling to what's right and to just, you know, not give any any room to what's wrong. But in the early stages of life, um, they don't really have that capacity. And this is like where the dynamic of really of guardianship is so important. One of the uh, illustrations we use with our kids a lot is actually comparing their heart to a sponge that because whatever a, a sponge takes in, it has to eventually let it out. So just even right. like I said before, like the things that we're allowing into our heart, the things that we're allowing into our mind, into our emotional space are eventually going to come out in our actions. And, um, and a lot of times we've, we've shown them that, that reality that what you are allowing in, um, is going to, is going to show up just the same. Yeah. And this is a skill that as parents, we ourselves are still, you know, we're still learning it Mm -hmm. for ourselves of, you know, when I watch that show, it impacts my attitude this way. Or when I listen to that music, it impacts my heart or my emotions. And so I think it's like we ourselves have to come to a place of emotional awareness, but then we guide our children almost like an apprenticeship into them becoming aware of their own heart. So even just honestly, it's so simple, but maybe around the, around the dinner table around, you know, at breakfast or driving somewhere just to be like, how, Hey, that movie we watched, what did you guys think of this scene? Or, um, you know, how's your heart handling, you know, the, Maybe maybe there was like a a pet that died. How's your heart doing? Or mm-hmm. maybe there's a right like whatever the scenario is, you bring the topic beyond the surface level into the role into that realm of emotional awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think that itself gets them to. I mean, I think of times where I've like I've heard people or myself like you work out and you go like I am sore in places I didn't I didn't even know I had that muscle. Mm-hmm. And I think that emotional awareness is a similar thing where it's like I didn't even know that's why I was feeling that way or I didn't know how to put words to what I was feeling. So as we go on that journey and and we just in our families talk about our emotions and talk about how we're facing things, I think it gives room for our kids to then learn how to guard their hearts too. Absolutely. And so um I'll go into it a little bit in a little bit about some of the practical places that we need to be aware of, like messages coming into our home. But I think there was that quote you wanted to share. Why don't you yeah, read that? Yeah, I think this is from, I tried to check it online. And I think this is from actually Margaret Thatcher, the former uh, prime minister of Britain. Um, but it says this, says what, this, quote, this is a quote from her. It says, watch your thoughts for they become words. Watch your words for they become actions. Watch your actions, for they become habits. Watch your habits, for they become your character. And watch your character, for it becomes your destiny. What we think, we become. That's like, it's so strong, hey? Yeah, that's pretty strong. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking, where can I put that up in the house? We need that. We should put yeah, that on a wall real. somewhere. Um, I, I think of the analogy, too, of in that same way, it, it, like as though our hearts are gardens and mm-hmm. the, even the soil of our hearts, of our children's hearts. And all day long, there can either be seeds that are going in that are going to produce life mm-hmm. or there could be weeds being planted. Right. And, and the reality is in our world, like we're not, we're not trying to like hide our children in a closet. Or no, for like real. We're not trying to become hermits by any means, but it's actually more about, um, helping them discern what is coming in. And actually, um, a really awesome verse, I think about is Proverbs 25 verse 28. 
And it says, like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. And uh, I start, I was just thinking about it, like a city without walls. Okay, so back in the day, a wall, the wall around the city was a place of guarding from invasion. But then it was also a place where, um, you know, commerce was checked. It was like a border crossing. Mm-hmm. And so it would be like, okay, what do you have what do you have in your cart that you're trying to bring into my city? Oh, and and so if you don't have a wall, there's nothing that stops kind of the the content of the cart from coming in. And so um, there's some practical steps, some practical ways where, um, if you could say it that way, carts are trying to get into your kids' hearts mm-hmm. and your own hearts all the time. And so it's not about not not being around these things, but rather being discerning and kind of being the border crossing patrol that would say, what is the message that's coming in with this content? So, Mm -hmm. um, and something I've even, I've heard people say often, specifically when it comes to, to music is they'll say, Oh, I'm not listening to the lyrics at all. I don't even know what the song says. I just really love the beat. And I feel more concerned for that because then I think that is an evidence that there's no wall there inspecting the message coming in. Right. So it's, I think more so I'd rather people be extra aware of the lyrics so that they can decide whether they agree with it or not. Yeah, totally. And here's a kind of a funny story with our families. Like, you know, that the movie frozen came out. How many years ago is that? Like, I think at least three, maybe four. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that song like let it go is like super popular and like every parent, you know, was probably ready to pull their hair out by, you know, the moment that soundtrack was, you know, the first month of that soundtrack being released because it's just on repeat. But we actually, you know, like the whole context of that song is this, you know, is it Elsa? Yeah. The older sister. Yeah. 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 I think it's Elsa. So anyways, like the older sister, um, she tries just essentially running from her pain and running from, uh, running from family and, and running from, you know, all the, the possibility of the power that she has hurting people and, and all this right. stuff that she's carrying, all this pressure that she's carrying, she's just using it to now build this, you know, ice palace yeah. in the middle of nowhere by herself. And she's just going to let it go. And, and it's so funny, like, our, our kids start singing that. I'd be like, you guys, we are not going to sing that. That is about a young lady trying to isolate herself from her pain. And, and like, I know it's intense, but it's just like those subtle messages are just so strong that are just like the end of the day. Like if that was what somebody was doing, if that was like a young person, if they were behaving that way that Elsa was behaving, um, parents would be heartbroken. Be like, why can't, why can't you just let me in? Why can't you, you know, why can't we just talk this out and work this through? And, um, so anyways, you know, you can say what you want, but like, we were just, we were just not going to let our kids, you know. So then to hear our, I think our six or seven year old, you know, one of the other brothers would start singing and then they'd, I'd hear them call out and be like, don't sing that song. It's about a girl isolating, isolating herself. And we'd think like, oh man, we are a weird family. Yeah. And maybe, you know, but I, we are passionate about it because, mm. I mean, we've worked with youth and young adults yeah. for a, over a decade yeah. and we see the pain in their eyes and, and the messages that go mm-hmm. unchecked all the time. And so it even, I mean, it can be awkward for me sometimes if I'm at a wedding or 
um, you know, on the dance floor, having a good time. And then a song comes on and the message just like breaks my heart. And I think like, yeah, it's a, like, it's maybe it's a popular song or it's trendy or it's got a good beat, but Mambo number five. Yeah, if Mambo number <laughs> five comes on, I just look at Brian. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, if this was our, if this was happening in any of these women's lives, they would be, like, heartbroken. Yeah. And yet we just, like, oh, whatever, you know, just take it, take it in stride. But uh, there's something in me that I just can't do it. So. Totally. So these messages show up in music. They show up um, in advertisements. They show yeah. up in conversations that our kids overhear, even in fashion. Um, so it's, again, it's not about saying like, you know, plug in your ears and be like, la, 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 I'm not going to listen. No, for real. But about teaching our kids. So as they see things, as they hear things, as they experience things to say, how did that make you feel? What do you think mm -hmm. the message is underneath that? And then to say, does that line up with our values as a family or and mm -hmm. for us as followers of Christ? Totally. And I think to even ask the question, like if you lived out that philosophy that's being portrayed, just even, for example, in a song, mm -hmm. um, you know, because it's so crazy to me that so many of the mainstream songs um, portray a lifestyle and a philosophy that puts people in prison. Right. Yet somehow, like if if you write if you sing a song about it or you you write make an album about it it's hip and cool yet if you live out that that message you go to jail right and it's and it's crazy and so i think like a, a kind of a little bit of a sub note here a good question to ask it's like okay like i think maybe as your child's getting older and it's like okay if you were to live out mm -hmm. that message if you if you lived out what that song was talking about do you think it would get you where first of all um, God wants you to be, and but would that would that get you where you want to be? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, and so a yeah, quick little sub note. I mean, that's the Proverbs four, like you're saying. Totally, it's the uh, guard your heart because out of it will flow will flow your life. Mm -hmm. That's where it's going to come to. Yeah, absolutely. I think in a very important part or point to talk about here is one of the killers um, of any sort of like apprenticeship or discipleship. And in this principle of watching over their heart, the killer is going to be hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, I think this is the this is probably the biggest challenge as parents because unfortunately we do it all the time, myself included. Mm -hmm. um, we can ask things of our kids right. that we're not doing ourselves. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like I just think of times where I've asked my boys like, "Hey, lower your voice," as I'm yelling at them. You know what I right. mean? It's right. just like, why are we yelling? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think it's like, you know, kids in a lot of ways, children are in a lot of ways are just no different than you or I. I think we have a really hard time, you know, following the leadership of somebody who's hypocritical. Right. Um, I just think you go, oh, it's just all talk. It's just like, I'll do it as I do as you say, not as you do. Yeah. I, and I think that's just, that's just not, that's just not a lifestyle we as parents can really afford, um, to have, um, and I, th and in that, I think that if some of you are maybe just even realizing like, whoa, I do have a hypocrisy or I've been blind to the messages mm -hmm. that have been coming into my own heart and I need to make a change. I think how beautiful it would be if you were to, um, speak openly with your kids about it and yeah, say, totally. you know, that show I've been watching or that song I've been listening to, or that, you know, all those, all those different elements I suddenly, you could even say, I feel like God has shown me that that's not really who I want to be. It's not mm -hmm. what I want for our family. And I think that type of transparency, our kids, mm -hmm. like our kids will only just respect that because, oh, sure. because it is genuine. And then they see that 
that we're all in a learning process, mm-hmm. you know, like that we as the, of, as the parents have not arrived and yeah. that we want to increase um, and be and kind of like live out the lifestyle we're calling our children to. Mm-hmm. And then I think, you know, maybe if your children are older and you think, oh, I haven't been investing, I haven't been having these conversations with them since they were little. Um, we don't have that foundation. And I think your personal example is really going to make such a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And you and you also don't have to apologize for putting a standard in your home. But I think you just really need to be having conversation because mm-hmm. as one of our, our good friends says, like, prohibition without re- revelation will just lead to obligation. And we do not want to bring, you know, just rule after rule on our children without mm-hmm. them understanding the heart behind it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause I think even in that way, like, you know, you've probably heard us say before that out of first John, it says that God's commandments are not burdensome. So any boundary that God puts around something where it says, do not go near this. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, don't, don't participate in this. Don't let this into your heart. Don't let this into your life is not because he's like, it's going to, it's going to bring you so much joy and so much hope and destiny that like, I just wouldn't be happy with that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, he, he doesn't give us his commandments to ruin our fun. It's actually because he knows our propensities and not just, not just our propensities as uh, humanity, mm-hmm. but our individual propensities and our individual weaknesses yeah, that's so um, true. based on our experiences, our upbringing, our personality, so much different stuff like mm-hmm. um, where he says, you know what, I just I just don't want you. Um, I don't want you to, to spend too much time listening to that or watching right. that show or, or something. Totally. And I just know in our own lives mm-hmm. as, as individuals, as parents or whatever, but in our own relationship with God, we had to make a pretty clear um, understanding that like others may be able to do something, mm-hmm. but I may not. I have to trust God um, that he knows my heart better than I do. Right. And if he asks me to put up a wall, to put up a fence and say, you know what, this is just not going to have mm-hmm. um, uh, attention. It's not going to have my attention, not going to have my affections. I have to trust God that he knows um, knows me better than I know myself and right. that um, he's doing it for my good. So Yeah, totally. And actually, that makes me think of a, um, our friend Jim Anderson gives this example of, um, let's say you're at let's say that there was like a city built on the side of a cliff mm-hmm. and, and people just kept falling off the side of the cliff. And then they would have to like go down this winding road down to the bottom of the cliff. And there'd be people there with broken legs all the time, just mm-hmm. broken legs. And, and they thought, this is, this is craziness. Like, what are we going to do just day after day, people with broken legs and like, well, we should probably build a clinic down here. Because then that will be way more effective and they'll get better care. Um, and and part of it, you might go like, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind. But yeah, even it makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But like, how about we take it a step further? And how about we build a guardrail at the top of the cliff so yeah, that people don't have to face that pain? And I think that um, I think that a lot of people have thrown off restraint, mm-hmm. you know, even within the Christian community. And they've said yeah. for the sake of trying to reject legalism, they've rejected holiness. Yeah. Wow. And, and really the difference between the two is just the matter of what your heart is mm-hmm. in it for, you know, and we want our, yeah, it's about trusting God, like you yeah. said, Bri. And then it's about a heart saying, I, I'm not just going to be like stubbornly saying, I want my own way. Mm-hmm. And, 
because that is pride and we don't like it in ourselves, but, and we also don't like it in our children. So kind of helping them walk that journey of trusting us as we are trusting the Lord too. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, one of the things I remember, uh, listening to an interview with, uh, with a Christian leader, who's kind of a, probably a pretty big name. And, and he was being asked like, what do you think, you know, the, the biggest word a young generation needs to hear about, about purity? Like, what do you think like a scripture that they need to really focus on, um, when it comes to sexual purity? And he, and he said, without vision, people cast off restraint. Yes. And, and I feel like there's a lot of people who are doing a lot and not going anywhere. Mm. You know what I mean? And they're busy with a bunch of stuff that really doesn't matter. Um, and eventually like it just comes to a place like, well, what's the point? You know what I mean? Mm. You know, like saying no to this area in my life or, um, you know, or saying no to this participating in this one area in my life, you know, hasn't, you know, hasn't got me, you know, forward into what I feel God called, was calling me to, or, or, you know, has, you know, hasn't connected a whole lot of dots. So I'm just going to get rid of it. And, um, and I think that's just so sad because like, um, I, I just know in my own life that in times where I've trusted God, you know, with, with vision and with, mm-hmm. um, with setting myself apart, like he's never disappointed. Right. And I just, you know, if you're listening to that and just feeling like, man, living according to the conviction of the Holy spirit and living according to, you know, making hard decisions and awkward decisions, you right. know, and saying, oh, no, I'm actually not going to do that. Um, you just, you're starting to feel like, well, what's the point? Um, yeah, I just want to encourage you that like, yeah, you know, those are hard decisions. And like we have made, Bonnie and I have made, had to make those decisions of like, actually, we're not going to do that. Or actually, this is what our family is going to be about. We're not going to let this into our home. And, and we know that sometimes it can be awkward and, um, but we've also seen the blessing on the other side of obedience when you're willing to trust the Holy Spirit. And even, you know, as a parent, you're thinking, yeah, I've wondered, I've felt this little tugging about this one thing in our, in our life, whether it's video games or something with our kids or the music they're listening to. Like, I just, I felt this tug that I need to, to make a change. You know, I just want to tell you, you know, make that change. Um, Mm -hmm. because the blessing and the peace that comes Mm -hmm. with obedience uh, to the God's little inspired little tuggings and leadings. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't put a price on that. So, yeah, that's really cool. So, Hey, we just want to say thanks so much for tuning in today. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or thoughts or, you know, if, if this has kind of spoken to any area of your life and it's been helpful, we'd love to hear from you. So please feel free to comment and rate us below. Uh, we'd appreciate that. Share it with your friends. All that good stuff. Yeah. And just also be aware that over on our website, theunionmovement.com, we are regularly adding content, testimonies from people who have maybe fallen off a cliff and had a broken leg and yeah. and there's been mercy and healing um, for them. Uh, and they're willing to tell their story about it. If yeah. you, you know, you can read that. And also we're blogging and you can follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. We're just trying to gather a union of voices Mm -hmm. to talk about the truth of what God um, has for us when it comes to sexuality and relationships and to spread hope that there is always, there's always a chance for, for healing and restoration and our destiny is not lost. Yeah. Come on. Well, thanks again. We love you guys and uh, have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. 
please email us at podcast at theunionmovement.com. For more information, visit our website, theunionmovement.com, and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at theunionmovement.com.